Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite wrestling podcast, Down for the Count. As always, I'm Alexis, and with me tonight, we got the OG3. I got Tiff and Nicole with me. Y'all say hi. Hello. I swear the third one's around here somewhere. There you go. All right, that's, yeah, that's close enough. So uh, we're going to have a little bit of a light show t- this week because everyone's kind of been on good behavior. So no means for a roast, but we do have uh, some stuff coming down the pipe for y'all. We uh, actually just spent the last two hours trying to plan our mania vacation. So yeah, <laughs> but we're going to talk some wrestling. We got some rebellion uh, results that happened with Impact uh, this weekend. We're going to talk about Ted DiBiase and his problems that he's running into legally. And then are going to have, what's the third topic? I can't remember. Um, Yeah, the the AEW stuff. The AEW show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's just get Impact done out of the way. Rebellion happened uh, this weekend. I heard it was a really good show. If you have not watched it, please order the replay and please watch impact wrestling because maybe we can bully them into getting into cable channel that would be great yeah because i'll be missing it because they ain't on network tv sucks honestly get cable back just to watch fucking impact that's it because they deserve it um gonna go over the matches real quick and who won if anybody wants to chime in on anything go ahead and say it uh heath Slater and Rhino versus Singh and Shira. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch that one. And Shira won. Rhino gored somebody at the end. Everybody was happy. Uh, knockout World Tag Team Champions: The Coven, uh, which is Taylor Wilde and Kylan King. Shout out to Kylan King because she is amazing and I love her. Versus Death Dolls of Rosemary and Jessica. There is no more Taya Valkyrie in Death Dolls, which makes me sad, but apparently she is kicking ass over in AEW. Uh, Coven sure. Wynn. Is she on TV? Yeah. I think she, she, um, she hasn't been on, she was on TV this week. Um, she's on Rampage. Oh, well. Seven- I guess. <laughs> Rampage? I like Rampage, though. There was like six before I watched her. Or in uh, what's her name? Jade. I couldn't remember her name for some reason. But <clears throat> sorry uh, for the interruption, but go ahead. Tag team champions, Austin and Chris Bay. They are really going by the name ABC. <laughs> I think it's funny. That's funny. Actress legends, the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Sabian and Alex Shelley. Uh, They were making a really big deal about it because I think at the point when Motor City Machine Guns, I think it was Chris Sabian. I'm not one of them at the point where they came out for their match. That actually was the same time that they debuted in Impact 20 years ago, which I thought was really cool that they did that. Um, That's crazy. They did an Ultimate X match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. If you guys have never seen an Ultimate X match, please go because with the right 
please go watch one because with the right people, this match would be perfect. Um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay got the win. They are still your Impact champ Tag Team Champions. Uh, okay. And then Digital Media Champion Joe Henry went up against Dirty Dango and returning Santino Morella. Oh, no, hold on. Digital Media Champion Joe Henry, Dirty Dango, and returning Santino Morella teamed up to take out the design, which was Diener, Angels, Cone, and Callahan. I just have to, I love the fact that when they released the statement about Eric Young working for WWE again, I love the fact that they put kayfabe murdered in it. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, only in pro wrestling can you put was murdered on TV and everyone just goes, oh, those wacky people at Impact are doing it again. <laughs> I don't know. That made me giggle for like the longest time. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, Callahan turns his back on the design, allowing uh, Joe Henry, Dirty Dango, and Santino Morella to pick up the win. I've seen clips of this match. Santino looked freaking amazing. Like, I did not know he had a really bad injury. That's why he had to retire. But, like, mm -hmm. it's really, really good. Well, in his class at that time, He's in a lot better shape than most of them. So just saying that. But um, yeah, so the All Lives Matter group did not win. Callahan. <laughs> not the All Lives Matter group. They gave me that vibe, man. It was weird. Um, Eddie Edwards, <laughs> Alicia versus PCO. I don't know how they say it in Impact. This is I know that PCO was actually has actually been in wrestling for a really, really long time. Hmm. Uh, like, hold on, you're gonna be shocked when I tell you this. All right, hang on. So he actually used uh, I saw this and I should have saved it and I couldn't remember. He was actually uh, part of the World Wrestling Federation and World Championship Wrestling. One half of the Quebecers are the amazing French Canadians. He retired in 2011, came back in 2016. This man is 55 years old. Oh. He is in amazing fucking shape, may I add. Oh. Cool little tidbit there. Uh, Edwards accidentally super kicks his own wife. It was a last rights match. Uh, he kicked his, Edwards kicked his wife. Pop POC took the advantage of it. Choke slammed into the casket. Yo, one. Sorry. So I don't know why you want to get involved with your husband during a last right match, but whatever. Um, X Division champion Trey Miguel took on Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey. I heard this was one of the this was probably the match of the night. It was a three-way elimination match for the X Division Championship. Trey Miguel is still your impact X Division champion. This match was y'all need to watch it. And then I love the promo after actually crying. And I love I love Trey. Like best of luck to him. Or uh, all the love. Then uh, we had Team Bull 
Bully Ray, Moose, Brian and Myers, Kenny King, and Masha Slamovich versus Team Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer, Frankie Kazarian, someone's name who I'm not even going to try to pronounce, another name I'm not going to try to pronounce, and Killer Kelly. It was hardcore war. If anybody, Dreamer won. No, it's a mess. Nick Aldis, the prodigal son, has returned to Impact. I think this is the first time in, since Psych. It's Over been a long time. It's been a yeah. few years. It's been a minute. Because I was like, I was like, I literally don't even remember the last time I seen him in Impact. That's how long it's been. Like, I literally can't, was like, I was like sifting through my brain. And I was like, I don't, nothing there. A second, because that was the first time uh, I think Mickey went to Impact and he met her there. And yeah, but that was how long ago? It was years oh, ago. Wow. That's when it, it was an octagon. Mm-hmm. Like what did like Brom or something like that? Like it was really British sounding. It was it was awful. Whatever it was. But I forget. Sometimes you forget how long impact has been there and like how long ago people were there because on pluto there's a wrestling channel and it plays like old impact and i was watching it one day and i was like brandy literally looks five years old i was like why she look like she's 10 and then i was looking at cody i said he all he looks four (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what is this? What year is this? And then I was like, an octagon. I was like, oh, Lord. That's old school impact. As soon mm-hmm. as I see octagon, and it's funny, I said, not they playing some impact from 15. Why do you keep biting me? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, I'll be back. Hold on. I'm out. All right, I'm just going <laughs> to... Uh, Steve Macklin took on Kushida for the uh, Impact World Championship. If y'all were not aware, Josh Alexander had to give up the title due to an injury. It was a really sweet moment. And it, it was kind of because his wife and his kid was in there. And as he goes to like pass the belt to the guy, um, I can't remember his name. And I'm going to remember it later. And that's what's going to Kushida and Macklin was out there, right? They were out there, and um, when he was handed well, no one knows if this was like actually supposed to happen or if it just naturally happened. His son grabbed the belt and held on to it because he didn't want his dad to give it up. Yeah, that that was sweet. I'm like, God, I hope this isn't scripted because I don't think that it is. I was that was just that made time. It was just. The timing of it was just too well done to me. You could see Kushida like kind of tear it up a little bit. I'm like, I don't think this is fake. Like, I cry. Um, This match was really good. Steve Macklin is now your impact champion. Kind of mad that it was. Unfortunately. But Scott D'Amore, that was his name. How did I forget? Mm -hmm. He um, cut a bomb ass promo on Macklin though. His ass down. He tore him up. Damn. Why? Why? Why can't more like GMs or whatever be like this? 
Um, but Steve Macklin attacked yeah. Scott Moore and Nick Aldis had enough with all his very handsomeness self. Right. And, and basically uh, let Macklin know that he is next to get a title shot. Um, Poor Kushida, though. I thought they was going to give it to Kushida for sure. He but. wasn't, but I'm glad that Steve got it. He'd been through some shit that was a lot of shit that happened to him was not fair. The short end of a fucking stick for a problem that didn't he consistently. Didn't even... Well, what's going on with him? Because I don't know. I don't know anything about Macklin. He was in Forgotten Sons. That's who you were talking about. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Because I was trying to put two and two together. Like, what? It's going on. Yeah. So he he deserves. Is he it. the one that's married to Peraza? Yes. Got it. Okay. Now we get. To it. And he was the first one to say, like, "Hey, like, we don't believe in the shit that he's talking about. Like, that's not like that's not something we agree with. Like, yeah, that's WWE, not my values." They did him real dirty. Yeah, they kept the problematic like, one. Yeah, he was well. like. And then he was like, because he's like an actual veteran. Yeah. Like as veteran, he was like, I fought so everyone in this country to be safe and to have be able to make their choices for, you know, what they want to do and all like this huge, huge, huge thing. And I would like this um, huge like note shit he put out. Yeah, got fucked over because of one idiot. But it's not nah, because of it. Yeah, well, one idiot is there. I mean, yeah. Captain Tapatio is there stinking up the joint, so. Jackson Ryder got released, though. Yeah, but it took a minute. Well, look who was in, look who was in charge of it at the time, but. They should have been released him. He should have been released in that mass release, if we being honest. And I hate to say that about people because I don't want anybody to lose their job. He's a weird motherfucker. For racist anymore, like no. But um, we're gonna uh, one last match on the card: Jordan Grace versus Diana Peraza for the Knockouts World Championship. Mickey James was your reigning uh, Knockouts World Champion, but due to an injury, I'm not sure what the injury is, so I'm not gonna speak on what it, it is. Bruised ribs. She had oh. a rib injury, and. The doctors weren't clear and she wasn't going to be able to um, rehab in time. So she ended up deciding to, to give up the belt and the girls had at it. She still went out there with those tall ass boots with injured ribs, man. Fucking wrestling women are built differently. Um, she looked good too. Them boots was fire. She'd be having some nice boots. Um, Deanna Perrazzo is now uh, won the match. She is now the new Knockouts World Champion. This Which is good because I was tired of Jordan Grace. I'm low key tired of her being champion. I prefer um, Perrazzo to have it than Jordan. But uh, this is also the first time in Impact history where a husband and wife has not only are champions. Uh, he uh, Macklin is married to Deanna Peraza. He is world champion. She's knockouts world champion. But there's like some weird thing I was reading that they're not allowed to mention that they're married to each other. Well, just in case they do a storyline, you know. Yeah, this yeah, just in case they try to be like, okay, now you gotta act like you're married. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. So, they, I mean, we everybody knows. You know how Impact is. Impact storylines are more in depth than WWE. Intricate. Yeah. Yeah. So, they got to keep some anonymity, some kayfabe, but the world understands it. So, it's cool. I'm happy for both of them. They yeah. Each, both of them deserve to have that. Out of, out of all the new champions, uh, really proud of Santino for coming out and showing up and he's i forgot how funny he is because that was his calling card was the was his um comedy i like because i've been watching these videos of like wrestlers like breaking when he starts and i'm just like i could never be in a room with this guy and shout out to impact because santino actually did a a promo with vladimir kozloff of all free wow I'm like, this dude's still alive? Because he looked completely different. Like, he was actually, he was, like, ripped. Like, he wasn't, like, saggy like he was in WWE. He was, like, ripped. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. He, he was saggy, though. I remember that. Oh, it's like, he just didn't look good. And he had, like, no personality. And I'm like, who's this guy standing next to him? And someone's like, that's Vladimir Kozlov. I'm like, the fuck it is. What? But it was funny. And I'm just like, Oh my god, this is so fucking weird. But Impact put on a great show. Way to go! Congrats to all the new champions. Um, yeah, one of y'all damn networks pick up Impact, okay? Put them on TV so we can watch them. A it needs to be a channel or a network that has low, like a one night a week that has low ratings. Put Impact on there, and I promise the ratings will go up. Do it. it trust us what we're talking about um moving on to a situation that's not so funny um if y'all have been listening to the show for a while you know what was it back in 2020 yeah uh we talked about how ted DiBiase jr uh son of the million dollar man ted DiBiase senior respectfully <laughs> um got caught up in some welfare funds going missing can't listen to that episode because I was so nervous reporting this. I kept going, uh, 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 it's horrible. But, um, I don't yeah. know. I think people scam and is funny. Not people getting scammed as funny, but scammers in general are funny to me. So, uh, for a quick rundown, in case you guys don't want to travel that far back, and I don't blame you, put out a lot of episodes since then. Uh, Didiasi Jr. Uh, was part of a group of people who were defunding millions of dollars from uh, the welfare funds in Mississippi. Um, With, uh, what's his name? Brett Favre. Yeah. And uh, they won't ever talk allegedly. about. Well, here's- allegedly, because Brett Favre is suing people, so allegedly. Allegedly, He's- sure. So... Uh, <laughs> You're still a motherfucker. (laughs) Sue me for that bitch. Right. (laughs) Article from uh, WrestleZone. So I'm just going to... Thanks for the article, guys. I'm going to read it over real quick because it's a lot more articulate than my ass will ever be. Um, Teddy Diasi Jr. has been charged with the theft of millions of dollars that was reserved for needy families in Mississippi according to a federal indictment. So he got federally indicted. He's fucked. As he should have. Oh, yeah, he's fucked. It's fraud. It's federal. The money he took 
was the money that they don't they play with money now. Yeah, like that. They that was do welfare like they do money. Did Todd Chrisley and them? Mm-hmm. Oh, Todd. Which makes me mad because they should not be in jail for as long as they sentence them for. I don't care what right. nobody says. That's bullshit. It's one thing. They, Teresa and them didn't go to jail for that long, so I was very upset. No, I yeah, no, that pissed me off. I was like, they should not be going to jail as long as they went to. I said they didn't take. Oh, it was like somewhat taxes. Yeah, they were reporting it was so, everything. It was stupid. And they, um, and I was like, well, I don't understand why the accountant isn't the one who's being held responsible for that. But they, they got like five years. I'm so mad about that. Yeah. Like five years? No, they got a lie. He got like 15. They don't be in there that long. They like gave them, they like gave them the max. I, hopefully they don't, they, you know, hopefully they're, um, they can you know be rich enough that they don't have to serve for that long but still that pissed me off i don't think they're gonna be in there that long no, so that they better there. not because then people don't need to be in jail in there like that i agree so and, then they're rag- and then that raggedy and then chloe's raggedy ass mom would be like um blah blah, blah. i said girl not you want to get um involved in her life well you know she got a trust fund right because you wasn't there you asked him to take care of the girl and then you gave up and was like, I want you to, to raise her so I can go to school. I'm like, anyway, we're getting off topic, but go ahead. Go ahead. Let's yeah, because I'm going to get mad again because I'm mad. I was arguing with someone and they was like, well, they took that um child from that black lady. I was no, like, they did she not. was a literal fucking crackhead. I said, no, they did not. I said, she's she was a literal crackhead. And I and they like son was, was doing dope with, with her, her baby like they, dad and her son. Right. They're both that's why I said they was both crackheads. And I was like, she I was like, if you watch, I said, because I've watched these people for a long time. I was like, if you watch the earlier seasons, you would spot her. Chloe was always there. She was always there. No, always, I'm talking always, about always. the mom. Oh. You would I was like, yeah, every once in a while you would see her. You would never see the sun, but every once in a while, she would never be like on on camera all like that. But you would see her every once in a while in the background. The sun came one season. I remember seeing him and that oldest daughter. That oldest girl, she a trick. That okay. Anyways, I'm sorry, Alexis. Is <laughs> <laughs> it? I'm like, look, Rick lie about their fucking taxes every single fucking year. It's not a shocker. There is a difference of lying to the government and stealing from people who actually need help. Yeah, they were stealing yeah, they welfare money. That. Like the money that's allotted to people who actually need it. That's what they were stealing. Um, so according to a federal indictment, like I said, again, I'm just I'm reading the article from WrestleZone. So shout out to them. Uh, federal indictment, a.k.a. he is fucked, that was unsealed on Thursday. Former WWE star Teddy DiBiase Jr., formerly known as Theodore Marvin DiBiase Jr. <laughs> that is the most white boy name to ever exist. Well, he is a white boy. That's all right. He got nothing in him. He's just white, but is being accused of using fraudulent means to obtain 
federal money for his own personal use. Didiasi, John Davis, Christy Webb, Nancy New, and others were named as co-conspirators in this case. Didiasi is charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and to commit theft concerning programs oh, receiving. Gee, yeah, he's going to prison. Wire <laughs> fraud. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm serious. No, I'm dead serious. Wire fraud. He's going to prison. Just wait. Well, just wait. Fault. It's better. So one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, six counts of wire fraud, two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, and four counts of money laundering. Because mm-hmm, he's Money laundering. Oh, it's a wrap for him. Mm-hmm. He is convicted. Didiasi faces the following penalties. Somebody do the math because I don't know how to calculate. Five years maximum in prison for okay, the conspiracy. Five. All right. Twenty years maximum. Go ahead, Alexa. Twenty years maximum for each wire fraud count. How many counts of wire? Fraud? How many counts of wire fraud? There's one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Six counts of wire fraud, and yeah. Wait a so that's seven. Seven. So okay, twenty-seven years. You said it's twenty years for each count. Here's max. Yes. Wire. Oh fraud. my god! Twenty times seven. Jesus. That's a hundred and sixty-five years. I got. Yeah. There's what. <laughs> 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 that's funny man count of threat okay and then 10 years maximum for each count of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds and for each count of money law this motherfucker going to jail that's for the like rest- almost 300 years i don't have there's no I'm not counting they're no not point. gonna put him in jail for that there's much no point. but he's he's probably gonna get like maybe five years per each count or a year per each count. He'll probably he'll probably get he'll probably get a, a combination of thirty. Uh, so it said that's still a lot. 30, 35. Forty like something, and he like 50, 40 years old. He's Maybe. in his forties, I believe. Or I don't. I actually I don't think he's that old because I think like, him and Cody are around the same age. Cody's what like 37, 38. He's forty. If he gets 30 years, he'll be 70 when he gets out. If he gets out. Uh, the article continues. Ted Didiasi Sr. and his two sons, Ted Jr. and Brett, were named in an October 2021 Mississippi State Auditor Shad White's office that asked them to pay back the money they received through the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Fund. The three were required to do a certain amount of work to receive the money, but failed to do so. Former NFL quarterback Brett Favre and oh. former star Marcus allegedly that letter. Come for me, Brett. Go for Russell's own because I'm just reading what they put. Uh, White's office demanded that Teddy DiBiase Jr. must return 3.9 million dollars. How does how does that even work exactly? Like he, in order for him to have access, somebody had to give it to him. That was an inside job. From the original story, he somehow got the job 
with the state of Mississippi, even though he was very underqualified for it, he was part of a whole fucking like criminal ring that was going on where they would make programs up under the welfare name, if I'm remembering this correctly, mm-hmm. weren't real. So they were pocketing the money, but they're making it set up like well thing they were doing. But meanwhile, they were just taking it on the side. Have to if be I- fair to for Brett Favre. Brett, the way it's looking for Brett is he was trying to get the new facilities for the college. And he was requesting the money that was promised, so he says, from them. And he claims he doesn't know where that money came from, but he was pressuring them to send the money on a consistent basis. Now, to be fair, he didn't know where the money came from. He just knew he was supposed to get the money. But there was a set of text messages where he alluded to having some knowledge of it, allegedly. And then once he found out that the money was stolen, essentially, it was embezzled, if that makes sense. He then, you know, that was like, you need to give it back, which he only paid part of it. He didn't give it all back. So as far as I know, from the time frame, I read the article that had the information. That's what that article said. But it it was just the fact that you knew you had the money. And my problem was you could have just built the facilities with your own money and then wrote it off on your taxes as a donation no. to the facility. I just didn't understand it, why he had to have it from the state. I was very confused by that. Article Senior was not personally interested in the allegations, but White's office demanded that he pay seven uh seven hundred twenty two thousand seven hundred twenty two thousand two hundred ninety nine dollars of the monies that his ministry received so what it sounds like is that he was taking this money and putting it into his dad's ministry his father is a, is a pastor now no it's the the one son is a pastor i think so yeah mm, okay I feel so like it's taking, junior, honestly. He was taking his cut and putting it into his church. Preachers now. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Uh, so yeah, while he served as a senior official at the Mississippi Department of Human right. Services, Brett was initially paid $225,950, and he later pleaded guilty for his role and the welfare scheme. Um, there is a statement from the Department of Justice, if you guys want that. <laughs> Um, it's really long, drawn out, and boring. I'll read. We don't need to hear that. Uh, well, there is one thing that caught my attention. Yeah. Uh, see here, Asi is charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and to commit theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. Six counts of wire fraud, two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. Yeah, I'm doing it now. I'm still making my character. Laundering. Okay, so if convicted, he faces a maximum penalty of five years in prison. For the conspiracy count, a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison for each wire fraud count, and a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison, uh, assistant attorney. The FBI, IRS, and a couple other things are were investigating the case. Dude, you got the IRS on your ass. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like Junior is up Shit's Creek without a fucking paddle. 
Not my fault. Sound like palm color pilot people problems, and it ain't mine. So. Good luck. <clears throat> Good luck with that, sir. Okay. Uh, programs he took money from or that were hit the most were the emergency food assistant program and the temporary assistant family. Tell you. <laughs> you stole people the money to give so people could eat. That's what you were using that money for you to sit on a boat with your kitties hanging out, getting sunburnt with your wife and kids. That's what you stole the money for. I hope they throw your ass in jail for the rest of your natural life. I really do. You're a piece of shit. But I I understand completely that the welfare system in this country needs to be fixed. But seeing shit like this really needs to wake people up and realize they don't fucking care about anybody else but themselves. That's why they're in the positions that they're at, because they know they can manipulate shit. But here's the thing. You're going to fuck around. You're going to eventually find out. Karma not may catch up to you right away but she will find you. Don't doubt that. But y'all really sitting up here celebrating all this shit when people are trying to feed their families and help their families out and kids. And I love, I bet you all these people are like, oh, you know, think of the children. Well, did you think of the children from their fucking mouths, lady? Mm. I don't know which one of you motherfuckers was a pastor doing that shit, but you gonna burn <laughs> Your ass is going down, sir. There's no way. And ain't nobody going to be blessed. You're going to use that money to fund your damn church. For real. Laugh <laughs> out of a bad fucking movie. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> uh, what happened? Did, they, did Ted DiBiase not have nobody? Is that what happened? And y'all broke down, so y'all had to steal from everybody else? Stupid. He has profit. I I don't know how work. I don't know. I I don't know. But it's just like you going to hell, burn. And I'm gonna sit there and make marshmallows off your ass just for the fun of it. That's a mess. Well, good riddance. Yeah. All right. Yeah, what we talking about next? Um. The AEW um, stuff. Right. Um, so last thing on the docket today, because uh, again, we're just having a light show. So um, if y'all want to believe the rumors, because I don't think we've heard anything official quite yet, but uh, Phil is on his way back to AEW. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a rumor. I think that's happening. <laughs> Whether you want I it or not, that's happening it's too. happening. It's happening. Phil is on his way back to AEW. Now we know everything that's happened in AEW with uh, Phil and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega leading up to people getting suspended due to a fight. I was actually listening to that episode today and when Nicole said, if you a grown-ass man pulling another grown-ass man's hair when you're fighting... <laughs> you a bitch. The way she said it made me laugh for like 15 minutes straight. Because it's you, you gotta think like logic like most women we're fighting we're grabbing for whatever we can grab you know what i'm saying whatever you can get leverage for so then you see two men fighting most men don't fight like that like they either go for picking you up and slamming you on the ground or they squaring up they fight you head up like that's just the natural order that's just how they fight 
So for them to just grab somebody's hair, <laughs> that's some point of nigga shit. I'm so long. Just like to point out that Phil came out and was saying like, oh, my dog was in the locker room. Omega, the fucking human Labrador that he is, was trying, got bit by the human or got punched by the human or whatever because he was trying to move the dog out of the way of the fight. Yeah, he was. was he like, wasn't even involved in the fight, which is he got involved because they involved him. He was trying to get break it up and to get the dog out the way because he knew they wasn't going to stop. So he didn't want the dog to get injured. He's so wholesome, sir. What the fuck? But um, so Phil's coming back. Mm-hmm. Not we're very happy about it. And we're not just talking about fans and podcasters. We're talking about the whole roster on AEW as well. Um, I wouldn't be happy about it either. I They're Not even from just from his attitude, but just from the time that he commanded when he was there. Like they gave him a whole fucking segment to just sit out there in the middle of the ring and talk when he first got there. All of that time that they used, AEW Dynamite is only like two hours. It's only two hours. And they used like at least 20 of it for him to sit there and talk. And I think that's that's probably more what I'd be pissed about is like a lot of people's times are going to be cut short. It's already short enough as it is. And now you're probably not going to see a lot of people on TV. So, uh and again, this is all take this with a grain of salt because we're picking this up from, you know, people who may or may not know what's really going on, the dirt sheets. So just take what you hear. But he is coming back. People are not happy. I can honestly tell you, happy way that Punk's been calling his ass out the last few months. Um, Jericho's probably not happy. A lot of people are probably not happy and probably ready to throw hands the next time they fucking see him. So AEW's answer is that they're going to make another show. Now let's do the math here because again, I don't know how to math. You have where is this show gonna air though? Not to cut you off. But where Um, are they gonna have what I was hearing? So the information I got again, I got this um from Cheat Heat. Shout out to Stat Guy Greg because he follows us. Um I for I don't remember off the top of my head was the article. It's like an article and also about what they've been hearing mm-hmm. but it would be on a Saturday and the time slots they're looking at it's like six a start time is either at six or seven I or Saturday mm-hmm. that shit because no one's home on six or seven p.m on a Saturday on a or Saturday they to do something my else. thing is because I missed this from back in the day. I was like, they really, because I feel like, yes, I said, Mm -hmm. go. I said, I would watch it if it was in the morning. Yeah, bring that back. That's a better slot. I miss miss having a wrestling show on Saturday morning. I was like, that is, that'd be such like a nice, like, you know, nostalgic, like callback. And mm-hmm. other, other that I was like, they would probably get a lot of views in the morning. Yeah, because older like, people you know, watch TV. Yeah, the older people, um, especially like you know, getting their kids ready for like soccer games or like 
home from Santa Claus. to like grandma's house and shit like that. Like I would, if I was them, I would try for a morning slot. Hmm. I think that is a very, I feel like if they don't, that if they don't, that'd be a very missed opportunity. So we're talking from six to what? It's a two hour show or a one hour show? I think it, they didn't say that. Um, no, they didn't say a time frame. No one really gave one. I think if it's going to go in the morning, I would do, I don't know if you can really do a show for an hour and a half. Probably. I mean, it. I would do an hour and a half. This is kind of overload because think of how many shows they have now. They have their flagship show, which is Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, Stat Guy, he made Stat Guy he made a good point. He was like, he's like, so what if this um show? Oh, sorry, I've been yawning all day. He's like, what if this show really pops off? And he was like, and that base, and that comes like your main focus. He was like, and that's your golden goose is that show. He's like, do you like switch out all those people and that are doing like from that show and put them on um, dynamite and then move all them people from dynamite to that new time slot? And then Peter was like, no. Like let it pop off while it's popping off. It, yeah, just let it be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, give it a shot. Like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You try. Um, but I will say, I think that that's too much. I think that four nights a week with wrestling is a lot. That is a lot. And, um, it's just so it's so much of it and then there's there's no AEW has a issue with continuity in my opinion and he can like Tony Khan is stretching out his self very thin and I don't I don't like that I feel like you should concentrate on improving what you have use elevation and rant and and um dark to be your dark horse style shows and let them be something that people covet and really want to go after because there was like a lot of views that we all liked that was on dark uh when swole was there it was her her matches with what's her name diamante and um her they had their feud over there that was good. And I'm like, you had a couple things going over there with Janella and um, Sunny Kiss. Like, you need to start making people pay attention to those shows rather than focusing on, uh, on rather than focusing on adding another show. That's just doing too much. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. The overload is way too much because think about this from a WWE point of view. You have Raw, you have NXT, and you have SmackDown. You don't have NXT UK or 205 Live. Those are just the three main shows that everybody watches, right? Mm-hmm. W has their show. I think it's like, it's on reels now. Good for them. It's like Friday nights at 10 o'clock, which I think is great because Friday night, 
what the hell's on after nine o'clock? Like, what the hell's on on Friday nights? You're gonna, I'm gonna stay up and fucking watch wrestling. Then again, I the only thing that- that's on on Friday is Rampage and um, Rampage and SmackDown comes on Fridays. So that's pretty much it. Data Masochist who stood up till 2 a.m. waiting for fucking ECW to come on the Sunshine Network. Um, <laughs> just tell you, has a show. NWA has two shows. The- and then the one that's in depth, something that comes on on Tuesdays. So, or not Tuesdays, but on Fridays or Saturdays. But each show is only like 45 minutes to an hour, which is fine. But then you have to look at AEW. Dynamite is two hours long. Yeah, Dynamite is two hours long. Rampage is an hour long. Yeah, an hour. And then you have the two sh- the two dark shows, uh, Dark Elevation and uh, the other one. I can't remember. There's like two dark shows on YouTube. That shit can go for hours an episode. The last time I it's saw it's dark one- and dark elevation. Right. When I watched like I saw it on YouTube. One of them was like two hours forty five minutes. When um, AEW first started, Dark was popping. Yeah, always watch Dark. Dark is like that's what I was saying. They should be focusing on just making the show better. That's why I think this show with Punk and I hate to say it could have potential because Dark was jumping. Because I would watch Dark before I would watch Dynamite. So what is he gonna do? Like, I not to cut you off, Alexis. I apologize. Um, it's basically it's it would be him showcasing up in like him like handpicking and showcasing talent. Oh, so he's gonna handpick the talent. Hold up, hold up on that. Well, not like it's like handpick, but not handpick at the same time. It'd be like people he think who's like really up and coming or like really is gonna. So be, is like, he gonna you know, be behind the scenes or is he gonna actually be wrestling? No, it's gonna be like like as an on screen thing. Okay, like somewhat like somewhat a little bit behind the scenes, but Ow. not like a whole bunch. Like basically, like what like what Moxley does. Like you know, he'll help like dabble dabble, but he ain't gonna be like sitting at meetings all like that. Yeah, but that's not the report that I heard. The reason for this show with Punk coming back is because there are people in that locker room who have been very verbal with the fact that. They don't want him there and they don't want to work with him. So this show is to split up the people who can work with Phil against the people who can't work with Phil. And that's a lot. Locker rooms getting that one show be really damn small because not a lot of people can work with your ass, dude. I don't know about that because like I don't think no, go ahead. Go ahead, Sorry, I was I wanted to say this before I lost my turn. I'm sure I get really tired. Um and I was like really thinking about it. I'm like, what if he's not the problem this time? What do you mean? Because plenty, because no, because there's been a bunch of reports saying that he has been trying and wouldn't mind sitting down and talking with them and working this out so they can make this a storyline. And a bunch of people have gone out saying that he has said like he has been trying for this. So, I mean, in the Young Bucks defense, right? I probably wouldn't want to sit down with Phil either. Um, I understand him wanting to 
you know, I don't want to be impeding the business, right? And if this was CM Punk back in the day, I'd probably be like, no, you're lying. But he's older. And I think that Tony Khan gave him a lot of power to feel emboldened to be who he was like that, to be able to say that and to act that way. And like CM Punk seems like he's a very, um, how can I explain it? He's the kind of guy where he'll take a lot and then after a while, it'll boil over. And I think Mm -hmm. what was going on with him is that he was in the midst of a situation where there was a lot of bullshit happening behind the scenes. He didn't like it. And since he was emboldened to be able to do what he wanted to do, he said what he said during that press conference. But ultimately what it did was make him look like the villain. It made him look like the asshole. But now when you really look at how some of that stuff was, he's not the only problem in that company. And we've said that time and time again. He just exacerbated the issue. The issue is Tony Khan is not being firm with his talent or his executives. And that makes a very, very dangerous workplace for any type of business when you don't have a set of authority to where somebody is respecting your authority and there's not a lot of challenge or pushback or we're friends. No, like I'm your boss, you're my employee. I pay you. That's it. So there's a lot of mixed shit going on in that pot in AEW. CM Punk more specifically, I'm not the biggest fan of Phil, but if he is trying to squash the bullshit and then go, okay, well, everybody knows what's going on, so let's make this a part of something on the show. Everybody's going to watch because they know that the bullshit is real. So he's like, let's finagle this, write the script out so we can make it work in our favor. If that's the case, I can understand. I can understand both sides. I can see it from Phil's side, like, let's get this together. I will talk and we can get this worked out. I overstep my bounds. I understand that. Yada yada yada. Whatever. I so also can see is- it from their side though. Matt, yeah, I get both sides, but also Matt Hardy is right there. Matt Hardy literally had a work worked with a man who fucked who was fucking his girlfriend that he was living with and was together for years his good friend and had a whole fucking program with both of them my issue and he ain't and he ain't kill edge and he very well could have killed that man arena act like it was an accident that was a lot of trust, though, and that that's that's um that's a testament to Matt Hardy. But I wouldn't put that kind of trust on everybody. No, because if that was me, I I'd have let him fall on his neck straight up. Yeah, his his neck would have been fucked up, and I would just sat there like, "Oh my god, I don't know what happened." <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you some flowers, I guess. <laughs> you, go go ahead, Alexis with Phil is that even when he was serving his little injury slash suspension whatever the fuck he was doing he was still running his mouth and I'm the kind of person that if you're going to talk shit use my name because at least that shows you have some testicular fortitude 
But if you're going to sit here and put some bullshit on my name, like he did with Mox and Jericho and Tony Khan, like when he did that weird Instagram post and then he deleted it. It's like, nah, man, you want to, you want to fucking speak your truth? Leave it up there. I mean, he he did his, it's his behavior. I think this was definitely an ego check to him. I'm not saying ego check for all of them. I honestly think everybody involved really needed a, a good kicking that. Yeah, like you, you can't. I I get where you're coming from, Alexis. You're like he he just got too big for his fucking britches, and then he's out here talking reckless on the internet. But <laughs> that Rocky shit sounds like something that Moxley would pitch. But seriously, you're going to get mad. I mean, it, it just, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. And we all know wrestlers are stupid. They take way too many shots to the head. They're not firing them <laughs> all. all I'm, I was fucking Kenny Omega. Let me t- re-say that. If I was Kenny Omega, I would not want to be in the same room as him. Because I don't think Kenny's that. I don't think Kenny's I don't that think, hard on it. I think Kenny's like, I, like you know, I'm not really a fan. I don't think. I think the Bucks are the ones who are really. They're the really ones bad. who are like, no, They're, I don't want to do this. I can't believe this, but I'm actually siding with them because this. Look, if he he if he comes back, I'm just gonna keep seeing you until he officially is announced to be coming back from AEW. I'm gonna say if. But if he comes back, this motherfucker needs to be on a kept on a very short ass leash. If you have a problem, deal with it backstage. Don't go out into a fucking media press scrum and show your ass because you got one more bitch move to make before your ass is fired. I think that suspension was the lesson to learn on that. And if he ain't learned it by now, that's on him. Quite yeah, frankly, but also a lot of that is Tony Khan's fault. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because he let Khan, him do it. I, I mean, Tony Khan be getting certain people way too much power. Britt Baker is one of them. Yep, yep. He got I mean, her walk around doing too much. Bitch, you've been wrestling for maybe four years, five years. You're not that good. Huh. That's why he was pushing her all up here and then here comes her boy toy adam cole and you notice she's been kind of pushed into the back ever since i don't know about the well she's still in the storyline with with the um with soraya and them she's still a part yeah, of that it. bitch that bitch stays she in ain't been in the back line. i tell you who she is in the has back. never jade, been in the back jade ass ain't been seen on tv in weeks yeah and she's but a champion Britt, still. Britt Baker, yeah, but Britt, Britt Baker's always on fucking TV. On um, she's always on. She's always on um, Dynamite. She'll pop yep. up here and there on Rampage, but she is always on Dynamite. Always. She ain't like, never at she, home. Like this ain't her second job. Yep. But oh, so, knew what they've done with Britt because any woman could be champion. And they'll still parade her out. We saw her ass more than we saw fucking Sheeta and Rio. And Rio was like, what, the longest reigning EW champion for a while? Oh, that was sick. Well, she was overseas half the time, so that don't count. Yeah. 
I mean, I get where you're going, Alexis. I understand. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I do. Like, I understand your point of view. I feel like it's everyone's fault. My thing is, is why turn down a bag? That is I mean, money being left on the table. That is if, that is my standpoint. Because I feel like everyone's wrong, but I don't like. But y'all leaving money on the table. I cannot like someone a hell of a lot. But I was like, you know what? If we can make some money, I'm gonna get along enough with you. So we can. And I feel like you don't have to work with him. Like they don't have to create a whole new show to split the roster so that certain people will work with Punk and certain people won't. Certain people, I'm sure there are plenty of people that y'all work with that y'all can't stand. But it's not, it's a job. You go to work, you do your job, and you go home. That's different. So, like, you do not have to go and do a storyline with CM Punk if you don't want to. Like a normal job, like for a normal job that we, like everyday people work, there are days that you may not see that person you don't like, or you don't work with that person, like they're in another department, so you don't have to see them. This is an issue where the, this is a company within the last year alone had three backstage altercations between wrestlers, two of them with the same guy. This I, I'm, I feel like they got to go up. Like, have, they're not going to not get rid of them. Let me, can I, I, can I, do, I mean, they, I, I wouldn't. That's like that. they spent too much money on them. No, go ahead, Alexis, because I cut you off. So go ahead. Oh, that I need, like, okay. it's small back there. You may not like somebody, you just ignore them. I get that. But he is a walking talking disaster ready to happen now the locker room has been very quiet ever since this shit went down so i don't know if they're like kumbayaing and coming together for jesus meetings i don't know what the fuck they're doing i doubt it i get fucking no but like he i wouldn't and i know it's all about oh you know getting a bag getting a bag getting a bag but i knew i know for a fact that if I was a wrestler, hell, even now as a podcaster, if I was in the same room as CM Punk, I would fucking tell him about himself. And I would not fucking care what the consequences were. I don't care if I'm losing money or if I get sent home or whatever. I would tell him, you are the biggest piece of shit since Hulk Hogan in this industry. And Damn. I tell I, I give this man no respect, no love, no nothing. And I'm not going to do it because everyone's like, oh, well, maybe you should give. No, no, I, I don't believe for a fact that the Young Bucks kicked the door down because I'm sorry, I could fight the Young Bucks and they don't look like they can kick <laughs> shit. Okay. My I don't think anybody kicked no door down. Me either. Like, I feel like ain't no none none of them people involved got the strength all like that to be kicking no doors down so i i didn't believe that because i don't believe none of them could kick a door down i don't think they could fight to be honest but i don't think no i think they was just head walking and scratching at each other and (laughs) i'm dead serious (laughs) i'm tired of him trying to play this victim card because if memory serves me right it was you or your friend that quickly got fired from AEW because of being associated with you. Oh, that fucking weirdo. 
he started it. It was him. He because yeah, I do. Yeah, I think his friend started it. He started. That's why he got fired. I hit one of the Jackson brothers, and I don't know about y'all, but if we're out confronting somebody, not even trying to be violent, someone throws a chair and hits one of you. I am not going to be responsible for my actions afterwards. I wish somebody would fucking throw a chair at me. It's fair game, buddy. Right. I mean, fair. I like be like, okay, this is what we're doing tonight. Let's go. I wish someone would throw a motherfucking chair at me. Started it. They might as well call the cops. (laughs) Trying to move your dog out of the way. You're fighting me and pulls my hair. Literally, why does a grown ass man bite and pull hair? What the fuck? And he's just trying. I'm. He's got. If anybody back there, <sighs> fire management, they need to tell him you are on a short lease. You fuck up one more time, you're gone. No I think that that was the conversation that they had, though. That's why they're considering bringing him back. But the issue is that the Bucks and. I'm sure a lot of wrestlers, because they were all upset at what what he said and how he acted. And so a lot of wrestlers are just like, well, we don't want to have to deal with that, which is fair. But like I I can't wait for that to be recounted in wrestling history like 10 years from now. But like I said, like, oh, I got to think pieces about it. It's going to be wonderful. I can't wait. It's it's like it's a situation of you work with, you go to work. You do your job and you go home. If you don't want to work with someone and you have the leeway to say no, then just say no. But he's not going mm-hmm. anywhere. He's not going anywhere. They're going to bring him back because they already paid him to do a job. And he claims he has an itch to wrestle. So there's a cream for that. Fucking use it. And on that note, y'all can follow us on our socials, okay? Um, we're on now Twitter at down for the count 19 and then wrestlers are very upset because they're losing their verified checks, but Zoe Stark, <laughs> she went and paid for hers to get hers back. Honey. Um, the legacy checks are going to be gone. They're phasing out the legacy checks and everybody, um, who had a blue check before, even though you got millions of followers, you're not going to have a blue check after a while. Unless you pay Twitter like $8 a month. And that motherfucker jack shit. Well, everybody's doing it except for TikTok. And um, yeah, TikTok lets you be verified without having to pay for it. But now on Instagram and on Facebook, if you want to be meta verified, you can pay $15 a month for it. So, oh. There's that. Anyways, um, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at down for the count 19. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's at D4TC underscore podcast. And you'll get all the tweets, all the information. The girls usually tweet live tweet the show. So you'll be able to see and read that. And with all that being said, we'll see you guys in our next Bye. Bye.